Hey everybody, welcome to our Christmas special for 2023. We hope you had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday, or whatever it is you decide to call December 25th. We have a couple episodes coming out for you this week to finish up the year. Some of them that have been uh, recorded a while ago, but we have a little bit of a backlog. Our schedule's been a little hectic lately, but we plan on getting back on track soon. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a soft reboot of sorts for next year. So again, enjoy the episode and have a very Merry Christmas. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Christmas Special 2023. I'm Joe. And this is Matt. And we are here to talk about a particular movie that Matt's been very excited about for a long time. Last year, we talked about uh, Home Alone, and we did it under the guise of a horror movie. And I thought about uh, how the scariest creature, uh, the scariest mythological character, uh, is probably Santa Claus, because he watches you when you sleep. He makes a list of the things that you do wrong and will punish you. <laughs> and there's nothing scarier than a, a, a person like that. By sneaking into your house. Yes, by breaking breaking into your house. He's not welcomed. <laughs> and then eating your shit. So we thought it would be appropriate to do uh, a Santa Claus movie. And Matt had been talking about uh, Klaus for a very long time. Uh, this is a Netflix movie that came out in 2019. Yeah. And I attempted to watch it a, a long time ago because you talked about it so much. And I, I, I just didn't uh, – I think I put it on for my girlfriend's kids and they were, like, not interested in it. I don't remember, like, the, the, the whole um, – how this whole thing unfolded. But uh, suffice to say I didn't watch it and then I watched it recently uh, for the podcast because you were, like, you constantly texting the group chat in, like, October, <laughs> may, I might add. Like, I really love to <laughs> – I'd really love a way to fit in gloves if we can. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, you know, I give in because I love my friends. And I'm like, yeah, it's too close. So um, I did sit down and watch it. And let's just say that uh, there's no way that you couldn't have oversold it because you talk about it so much. But um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a pretty great movie. Um, it's one of those like it's one of those movies that feels like an instant sort of classic, you know, Um it's got that feel to it. It's very like formulaic for a Christmas movie. Well, tell the people uh, about the movie then. I guess if you could sum it up without any spoilers. Yeah. So basically, there's a spoiled rich kid who's like the I said son no of spoilers. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's like the son of the uh, the god of of postal service. I don't know what he's called postmaster general or whatever. Right. And apparently. That makes that makes you super rich if you are the postmaster general. You are basically a king in, in wealth. So rotten in that the post office academy, why this exists, like a whatever. <laughs> and, um, you know, and he's just fucking off hoping to fail so he gets sent home to go live uh, his happy life. But then his father's like, all right, I'm going to teach him about life, you know, by kicking him to the curb for a little while, putting him on a difficult assignment. And he basically gets sent to the far north of Europe, where he's assigned to, uh, like, start a postal service there. And while there, um, the entire town has been in the midst of this generational feud, who, for without reason even remember, just constantly, drastically fight and want to kill each other, to the degree that it's, like, it's ridiculous, but also, like, comically violent. Um, yeah, yeah, and then he finds a way by finding this old hermit in the woods who uh, happened to have a big collection of toys to get the kids to start writing letters to this guy to request toys. 
and that's how he's going to get his letters. Uh, art style is really uh, interesting. It's really unique. Um, I can't really, I couldn't really figure it out. You know, no, no, I, you didn't. T- did you look into it? Because I, I, no, I, 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 I didn't. It is truly unique how they did it. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't. But I, you know, being that I'm like into that stuff and like you know worked in that kind of uh, worked with that kind of stuff for a while, um, I was, you know, uh, intrigued by it. But I didn't really look into it. No, but um, keep in mind, I didn't look at anything about this movie. And as much as you've talked about it over the years, I never. Uh, you never really told me much about it. Just that it's like on your, you know, rotation for every Christmas, like a must-watch for you. And you just, you know, you're such a big fan of it. Watching the movie for the for the first time, like all the way through, uh, I didn't know what to expect. You know, so that that was, uh, you know, it's hard nowadays to actually watch a movie and know nothing about it. So yeah. th- that that was enjoyable too because I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. No, but what, t- tell me about the animation because I, I, you know, I don't know it like. It looked like it was like cell shading or some kind of like CGI hybrid. Like I didn't really know what I was like looking at. Yeah, so it was animated in completely in 2D. And then they used this um it is a hybrid. They they invented um they took a bunch of graduate students who were learning how to do animation because there's this dead zone of people who know how to do uh 2D animation. Like 50 years old or older, or they're like up to the age of 25 because between like anyone from the ages of 25 and 50 doesn't know how to do like high level 2d animation. They got a bunch of like older guys and then they took a bunch of brand new grads and they developed this new system and they call, it's called KLAS like Klaus and it's like Klaus lighting animation studio. And what it does is it takes the 2d and then introduces the, the lighting effects in the way that makes it look three-dimensional. And it really is like, it gives it an awesome, awesome look in the end, especially when you see the side-by-sides of what the 2D looks like, where it looks uh, similar to like an old Disney movie. Okay. And then how that 3D lighting effect just elevates it to almost look some kind of weird cel-shading Pixar type of thing, but not quite in a way that's not so- awkward. It- so it's a traditionally animated movie then. They just had like a, a an effect that they put on it, like a filter almost? Yeah, it's an AI filter basically. Oh, okay. That yeah. So exactly. You know, I wonder if they could go back and do like apply that filter to cuz what the way it works is they apply the filter, but then they can go back frame by frame and say like, "Oh, you know, in this part, you know, they should be all dark." You know, for example, the the scene where He's kind of acting like the drug dealer, like getting people to write yeah. the uh, <laughs> the sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's traditionally all in darkness, so they have to tell the AI, like, "Oh, leave it all in dark here." You know, things like they could do broad strokes, but then they could do fine touching on it as well. Uh, yeah, no, I was impressed. I was definitely impressed with it. I, I don't, <laughs> as you could see, the other two guys weren't, uh, they they weren't able to make it. So uh, Jay said it was all right. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And Justin didn't say anything, which means he probably just didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I, I did enjoy it. And I could see why it was uh, something that you... Um, I, you know what? I could tell by watching it, this is like something that you'd be into too. Because it's very much about um, the aesthetic of Christmas. Like the, the backgrounds, like the, the whole um, the village and stuff like that. Everything was very Christmassy. It's got a good atmosphere for the holidays. And that that's... That's one of the things that drew me to it, too. You know, it's funny. If you look at, like, the initial um, post-office academy where he's at, you know, it 
with all the coloring and so bright and it's it seems like a completely different movie from when they first get to the town to the island how immediately the shift in color in that it's it's so well done yeah yeah they really do a lot with color in this and i have to say um after watching it again the other night i came to the realization I was, this is my favorite christmas movie it's my it's now my number one favorite christmas movie yeah that's a bold statement I, I'm, I'm a bold man <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even an old movie it's new you know it only came out like like the four years ago yeah it makes me happier and feel more watching this than any because i laugh every time Mm-hmm. But I think it's really got some atypical hits that are really just very sweet, very, um, you know, it's it's basically the story of a bromance, you know, a yeah. friendship. Right. And But there's so many other elements in it, and I think that's what's so great. You know, I, I had no idea where this movie was going. and Yeah, when did you realize it was a Santa Claus origin story? Right. So <laughs> I don't remember the exact point when I when I realized that. Because I, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like, all right. Because, I, well, first of all, they don't they don't specify when this movie takes place, right? So, and it's like in some made up little town in some made up part of the world, right? So I, I just didn't really know like what what to think. Um, I, like if I, Santa Claus already existed, right? You know, in I, this I, universe or something, yeah. Right, because they didn't, you know, because I didn't know how old it was. I'm obviously, if the post office was like such an important thing. I'm like, well, it's probably like supposed to take place a long time ago. Obviously, you see, like, there's no technology. You know, they're riding on carriages and stuff like that. So, you know, the movie sets that up for you, at least. You know, like, you know, you're you're in a specific, a specific time period. But um, yeah, because Christmas wasn't mentioned, I guess I was just like, all right. So, I didn't know if it was just like, you know, there is the Santa Claus, and they're just trying to make him like that for the town. Um, it wasn't until all like the Santa Claus tropes started being like you know, worked out between the two of them, which happens in like a rapid fire, like in the middle of the movie. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, the little, the smaller ones do. And they even joke about like other things. He's like, do we have to go at night again? He's like, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but, you know, the like the smaller ones, like, um, like, why does he come down the chimney? Why does this, why does that? Even the flying reindeer, sometimes they're quick asides. Right. Whereas some of the bigger ones, like the naughty list, comes up is a whole scene he's using it to manipulate the kids to get what he wants and and then there's like the little things like the coal and you know all that kind of stuff so yeah the movie yeah. the movie did really well too when it came out because it was up for um an oscar yeah yeah i didn't even know that until this week and it won a bath apparently it came out in like fucking june or something uh yeah but i think in america it came out in like november okay yeah but it won a fucking bafta which is a which is you know the British Academy Awards I guess and so it, yeah it, it it did well the director uh, which is Sergio Pablo he he um I know that uh, this was his first movie and I didn't know that until I looked it up obviously and I never really heard of the guy but um he he's credited to a lot of like animated works like popular things and like Disney stuff too Illumination so he's worked on a lot of things before and this is i guess his first uh foray into directing and he did and it's it's an incredible first movie to make i think that the first time i watched it it took me about halfway through the movie to realize like oh this is like a santa claus origin story but i i, I was similarly confused where i was like wait like is this supposed to be like i don't know but i i'd have to say 
on each subsequent watch. And I think I've seen it, you know, once a year for the past three years now, um, that each time I watch it, I like it more and more because I've come to appreciate things. Like uh, there are certain things that I've always liked. For example, the girl with the carrot, I think is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, cause there's the three scenes is like first when he's like riding into town and she just like slowly driving the carrot yeah, into, the, yeah. into the snowman's stomach. And then even when they're having the big feud, you just see her blindly walking with the carrot sticking out. <laughs> right. And then it's really sweet when she's actually putting the carrot in, but still the same creepy fucking just like driving it into his face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was pretty. That made me laugh. I, I like that part. Yeah, stuff like that that I appreciate from the get go. But as you start to see just the way things evolve, and knowing even how it all plays out, even the the double double cross kind of like no dumbass, like you fucked up, you know, <laughs> without spoiling. But right, um, yeah, it just it all comes together really well once you understand the whole movie from start to finish. And there are two major scenes in the movie that are huge emotional moments for me is basically the scene with the kid on the ice and the, this, the final line in the movie. Are the kid on the ice, you mean when, when the little girl gets the, the present? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like, thought, I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moments like that in the movie. Uh, it's one of those things but that... But those fucking choke me up every time, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't, like, like just, like, fucking tears falling down my face, you know, not to uh, out myself here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's It's got a nice mix, like, kind of like, uh, kind of like a Disney movie, you know, where it knows how to mix, like, the, the emotions and, like, the humor. Uh, old Disney, not new, to fuck the new movies, but, um, yeah, the older stuff. So, yeah, no, it's, 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 you know, there's a lot of competition, right? Like, now you have, like, other big studios that put things out. It's not just Disney. I think when we were kids, that was pretty much all there was. But now you yeah. do have a lot of uh, other companies that are growing. Uh, you know, they're doing pretty well. And this is, uh, you know, Netflix doesn't have a lot of great animation, I don't think. There's a couple things here and there that popped up that people were kind of like, oh, okay, you know. But um, they're not like big events, you know, like where you go to the theater to see them or whatever, you know. Like uh, uh, when things are free, I guess you don't make a big deal about it as much. You know, if that makes sense. So I feel like... Um, it didn't get you know this and other things that came on there that were that were good just don't get a lot of attention. Yeah. Do you think you'll watch it again? I'll definitely watch it again um, because I spent too much time trying to figure out what it was about, and now yeah. that I know what the movie is, I'm gonna be like, okay, now I know what it is, and I don't have to like you know play like a detective the entire movie. So, um, yeah, because, like I, I, like, I didn't know if it was, like, a Santa Claus origin movie. I didn't know if it was, like, some fucking maniac in the woods um, <laughs> that was going to kill this man. I didn't know if they were going to make him Santa Claus. Like, I didn't know what it was. Um, but, yeah, once I pieced that together, I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And then, uh, and then the movie was kind of halfway over. And even, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, so this is kind of be, like, the elves. But then it kind of, you realize because it, the whole movie is so grounded in reality and it's not until the final moments where magic happens, you know? Yeah. When I say grounded in reality, usually for a cartoon movie, you know, obviously it's ridiculous. Like the, yeah. Like the rules are set up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's why it's really special on the second watch because 
so much of it comes together and you can see how something that was so legitimately just good and how things came to be why if in the mythos of santa claus why it would come to be elevated to this next level you know like you things that you don't realize early on and i've gotten into spoilers already so i mean hopefully if you've gotten this far you have stopped listening and you're going to go watch this movie because it's free on netflix and it's amazing but you don't realize that every time you see the wind it's the spirit of his wife you know yeah right and and every like and it's it's really you see how much that her influence is pushing him to do this thing and that's it's so like there's so many moments like that when you grew it it's like holy shit man like that's what really elevates it to the next level like once you know it's really i think they kind of realized that christmas movies there's tons of them you, you see once or turn off halfway through but the ones that stick around you want to have some kind of staying power and uh and i think that they included things that would be better on a rewatch or just it would have rewatch value yeah and it really yeah it's so good man when you say when you say the last line of the movie, are you talking about Jasper's dialogue? Or are you talking about the like I'm coming home thing? No, when he says, uh, the, "I mean, can I say it?" <laughs> I'm not gonna like fire you. You can, you can say whatever. You <laughs> <laughs> when he says, "Like, and every year I get to see my friend." Oh, you know, yeah, and that, yeah, and that's just like you're like, because that right there is the only moment where you realize, like, like that's legitimately how he transcended to be this magical figure he became like immortalized the santa claus so yeah yeah he's a fucking ghost man (laughs) that's what like i was like oh my god they bruce willis santa claus (laughs) (laughs) you know but like that he but the most important thing isn't like oh he's santa claus it's like you know he comes back and he gets to spend time with his friend again you know and i think that's so sweet man yeah yeah for him it wasn't about uh, getting presents and that kind of stuff. It's yeah, it's it's a reunion, and uh, it it is is uh, it is pretty special. As much as you were talking about, it, I'm like, all right, am I really gonna like it as much as you know him? I don't know. Um, I I enjoyed it a lot. There's so all right. There's one thing that bothered me about the movie the, the whole time I was watching it. Right, there's one thing, and it's kind of like McDonald. No, <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, you know. By the way, he kind of just disappears. Is that am I am I wrong? Right, Oops. like this. Norm McDonald's character. The last you see him is when um, he's he's about to get with his father on the boat, and they have one of those conversations of like Jasper, you know, I'm I'm proud of you, and it seems like I can't believe the man you become. And that whole conversation doesn't happen because you know it's about to happen, and he's just off the boat, and I love that. But that's the last time you see Norm McDonald's character. Because I feel yeah. like he was in the beginning a lot, introducing him to the village, and he'd like disappear when we got to Klaus. Oh, uh, no, he's like breaking his balls a lot throughout the movie. Yeah. Because right. he sees like when he's like, he's like, oh, still going dead in here. Right. All the kids are sending letters. Like, he's kind of this, oh, shit moment. And then he goes to break his balls and he says to the father, and he's like, damn. And he's like, what? He's like, I think that's the first time I've ever seen a postman look sadder leaving than coming or something like that sure okay um yeah, yeah. it's just his role was functional you know as the ferryman but yeah definitely you know 
so so <laughs> the one the one thing that like uh the one crit- critique i have i guess um and it's it's definitely not to shit on it it's just something that like bothered me when i was watching it a little bit kind of like a like, like a nagging thing i'm like what is it about this movie that's just like stopping me from like loving it loving it and just being like yeah this is good you know and i couldn't really figure out what it was and then like when it was over i thought about it. i'm like you know what it was for me i kind of felt like they just they borrowed from a lot of things in my opinion like when i when, when i was watching i'm like you know you see the opening right and um yeah when they're going into the village and like what you talked about with the girl with the carrot and i'm like watching that i'm like i could just totally see that as like a scene in nightmare before christmas you know like it was like that like very similar look to it even the characters had like a tim burton look you know and there was like the sled moment which kind of reminded me of the grinch and like there's these other things that kind of remind me of like rankin bass shorts and there were so many things that felt like it kind of borrowed from a lot of other christmas movies that there were times not not always but there were times when i felt like it didn't have like a, a its own identity and like mm-hmm. the saving grace for it i thought was the was the relationship between the two main characters like that I thought was like, like you mentioned it as like a bromance. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, Cause yeah, it's right. I mean, I, I, bromance is such an overused term, but it's about mm-hmm. like the friendship really. Yeah. It's friendship, yeah. you know, and how a legitimate friendship forms, especially as adults, which is a mythical thing because nobody makes new friends anymore. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> How long have we known each other? Yeah. That's it. You know, uh, the last time I made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's been a yeah. long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 and even that I'm like nervous to say, cause I'm like, I don't want to shit on Matt's movie. <laughs> it's so no, sacred. It's so sacred to him. No, I didn't make it or anything. No, I, I, know. I honestly I'm only think, you, yeah. yeah, I know. No, I mean, I, I was making fun of Jay because Jay, you know, and I, I said this to him, you know, this isn't like I'm shitting on Jay because he's not on the call. I was like, you're just a contrarian. You, just don't, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to like anything. Maybe that should be the, uh, by the way, maybe that should be the, the Patreon thing. Uh, if we do one next year and everybody just gets access to like our, <laughs> our group text. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> an, an edited version, but yeah, yeah, okay, 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 like screenshots, yeah, sure. <laughs> but he's he's hard to impress, so I mean, no, I, I I'm not ripping on Jay by any means. Yeah, like I the like Jay. the movie obviously like, is I love like Christmas <laughs> <laughs> and Klaus. The movie's clearly like a ten for you, um, you know, and for me, I'd say it's probably like an eight, you know. No, that's good, man. And I'll definitely watch well, it again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna when you watch it next year, I'm gonna I wanna recap. See how I feel uh, about it on a on a second view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like after some time has passed and you watch it again and you see that it has a what I would say is like amaz- amazing rewatch factor. Yeah. It's always like easier to watch something a second time, especially for the podcast, because um, you know, like you, I watch it with a, with a, with a critical eye. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to talk about it. So there's like a different thing, but I have a much more relaxed vibe when I'm watching something just for the hell of it, you know? So that, that, that's going to change my opinion about it a little bit too. At least how, how I feel about it while I'm watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I've really come to realize, you know, two very important things, uh, this Christmas season, you know, is I feel like. 
And then first and foremost, like I really, really, really like eggnog. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> I did not see that going. <laughs> yeah, is um, you know each year in the past, like I've maybe been able to find it, but it always turns out that like by you know the weekend of Christmas Eve, all stores are sold out of it. I'm like, are you getting more eggnog in? They're like, no, fucker, like it's Christmas is over. Why didn't you buy it already? Right. So you're supposed to buy in August. Yeah. yeah right. So in like. The first week of December, I bought two half gallons of eggnog, and um, and then you know I brought them home, and then I look at the expiration dates, and they expired in like like two weeks. So I was like, oh shit! So I got to drink these and get some more. So I'm like drinking like a big glass of eggnog every night, and I love it. Like I really just feel like it's like a, like a melted milkshake. They're amazing. Isn't that just and like bo- boozy cinnamon milk? I don't even know. No, there's no alcohol in it. Oh. Like like. Eggnog by itself is just like a. It, it's basically a, a. It tastes like a melted milkshake. It's amazing. If you get like like the Sara Lee ones, really good. There's some like shitty ones that just taste like watered down. So what do they add? Heavy like, cream to milk or something? No, it's it's literally got egg and egg wine in it. I don't I, I don't know what ingredient. It's I, egg I, and fucking nog. I don't know. <laughs> I sound like I'm what coming from another nog? planet. I don't even like like I never fucking yeah. I I don't, never really had. What it. is this eggnog? <laughs> 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 what is this nog? <laughs> Another. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and I, I, they also have the ones uh, at Costco that are the pre-mixed with alcohol in them. Nice. You know, so I got those, and I got, and then like I wanted to get one that was going to be around till Christmas, so I got another one. So I, I must have had like you know because it's just like, and it really is like perfect thing to to drink while watching a Christmas movie or whatever because it's like drinking a milkshake. Yeah, and um. Yeah, and yeah, it's just amazing, and it really puts me in the holiday mindset. And the second thing is, I realized, is that um, eggnog most definitely gives me diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so your two Christmas things are about eggnog? (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like, it took me, like, till today to realize this, like, oh, every single day I have eggnog, I'm... Just letting it all out the next day. <laughs> I am producing toilet nog. <laughs> <laughs> the far more common nog. Um, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's like a fountain. You know, it's it's pretty uh, pretty amazing. So it's uh, I don't think I'm gonna stop, but thank God they don't keep it on the shelf year round. You know, so would you drink it year round? I don't think my asshole could take it. <laughs> oh, I could use that fucking soundbite for so many things. I, don't... <laughs> I just feel like I just <laughs> weaponized you. <laughs> You're like, what would you do if you met Johnny Depp? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, God. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I just. Uh... <laughs> oh, Christmas. Um, yeah. I never really had it. And. Uh... Yeah, I know. Oh, I, if you happen to be at the grocery store and you see some, I'll Sally buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it. My my yeah. my thing is Bailey's. I like that, and I'll drink it from like December through like March. You know, like I'll, you say, I'll, I'll drink it from the bottle. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But I'll drink it from yeah, like that. That won't be just be just for Christmas, but I'll, like it's a winter drink for me. So yeah, that's the kind of I guess the closest thing I have to that. Like I don't drink that in like the summer. That's fucking disgusting, but. 
Yeah. You gotta have mudslides. No, um, but yeah, it's really, really, it's it tastes like a milkshake. You know, you know when a milkshake starts to melt and not be gross or consistency of a McDonald's milkshake. Yeah, you know, it just yeah, it just tastes like sweet vanilla and cinnamon, and yeah, it's a really it's a little thicker. You know, so it's good, hmm. good stuff. You know, it's funny we had this whole conversation about diarrhea before the episode started, and now I wish that <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, I wish I kept it, you know, on or, or put it on rather, because now we could have like segued or like kind of bookend yeah, with this like really great <laughs> diarrhea, like, you know, um, discussion. Well, I, I, don't want, I don't want to throw you under the bus. No, I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> just like, we had this like really like in-depth conversation about like the, 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 the pets that diarrhea goes and stuff. And now it's like, it's gone. It's, it's gone forever. We don't <laughs> have it on our minds, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I saw. By the way, I saw Godzilla minus one. What did you think? Oh, I thought it was great. Okay, good. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was I thought it was amazing. Um, Do you think it's the best Godzilla movie ever made? I, it depends on like where you. I, I, it's hard it's to a, say. No, it's a it's a huge spectrum of Godzilla movies. Holy crap! Right. Right. Yeah. It just depends like what you're like into. I, I think you know um, as far as like Godzilla goes, because I think that like if you're a fan as a kid. You know, your idea of what a Godzilla movie is is probably a lot different than what these are, you know. Um, and for me, like the best Godzilla movies, you know, not the best, but the best ones, like, you know, many of them are like, you know, like the ones that are like the earlier ones, you know, um, from like the, the, the 60s and like obviously the original pretty good. I, I, this is up there. Um, it's definitely up there. And I think that um, people are probably going to find it to be the best one. Because it does take everything uh, that kind of Godzilla is, you know, especially like the like Japanese Godzillas, and it um, it kind of perfects it, you know, or it, it, it tries to, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, when I first saw the trailers, I anticipated a very different movie. I anticipated a lot more destruction, a lot more Godzilla, and that's that's what made yeah. it interesting, you the, know. The human characters never really uh, added up to much in any of the movies. They were just kind of there to keep a story going because they couldn't just show an hour and a half of a gun or a suit, like you know, knocking things over. They just it, it wouldn't be a real movie, and it would be too like, expensive, I guess, right? Um, yeah. So you always have this human, you know, uh, side of it. Uh, the original movie, I think, it works really well. And I think this did the same thing. And, and, and it was very similar to the original movie, where, like, the plight of the people was the same, uh, mm-hmm. similar enough. And, you know, you did care about those characters, because um, these characters were great, all of them. You know, even, like, the ancillary characters, like, on, like, the, the boat he worked on, they were great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think it's just a good Godzilla movie. I think it's an amazing movie, period. Um, yeah. I went with my girlfriend, and she said that it, she did not expect to cry in a Godzilla movie. I thought it looked great. I thought, you know, it was well-paced. Characters were great. Godzilla looked really good, uh, especially for a Japanese CGI movie because they don't look that great. You know, I, I have to say, like, mo- as far as modern Godzilla goes, yeah, it's definitely the best one. It's the best one, you know, in a long time. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like Shin Godzilla I was going to say, I liked, that's a different movie. You know, that's like yeah, a procedural yeah. sort of thing. No, nothing to me is more horrifying, by the way, in any Godzilla movie. Nothing has topped it since. I know in, what you're going to say, yeah. In Shin Godzilla, where he destroys the city for the first time. And, and then his, like, eye glazes over, and he, like, shoots out, like, the, it's not even, like, atomic breath. It's fire at first. Yeah. And then it turns in that purple laser, and he just, like, sort of spins around. 
and like wipes yeah. out the city and then it goes back into fire and it's like this horrifying like yeah. scene of destruction that, and i was just like holy shit because all these things are happening there's definitely i think shin godzilla was my favorite before this but yeah. it doesn't lessen shin by any means it's a completely different type of they're movie. all different yeah um it's up there for me it's a, definitely one of the best godzilla movies ever made but it's just such a it's there's so many different types of godzilla movies and you have the animated ones too which were kind of garbage but like they were there you know um like what about the just in in minus one before i forget the uh the way he looked in the water with his eyes above the surface like almost like a tiger or something like yeah stalking yeah his prey. I loved that. I thought that was so well done. It gave him it scale. Reminded me of, it, did you ever play Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so you know the, the the burrowing one? I think it's like the fourth one. It reminded me of that, like when you're like, you have to make it chase you on the horse and you have to like look back and yeah. hit it in its eyes. Like, it <laughs> yeah. just so, it was like a disturbing type of image, you know? And yeah, just very cool. Like a lot of really great. Yeah. It, it, design choices and yeah there was a lot of moments that gave it like scale like that um and that was it was great and and then like when he blows the city up you know uh with like was atomic breath like the first time because you see it like in the water at first but you don't like actually see like the process but then like when his like little spines like suck in right i thought that was so cool and it's cool they gave it a noise right that was like identifiable because when he does it again later on you're like oh shit we hear it coming you know i thought that was clever that they did that uh but i think that the moment in godzilla like in shin godzilla that like was comparable in this one was that when when he blew up like the the tanks and it's huge (laughs) like atomic explosion which was yeah uh, yeah. you know i was was thinking about when I after that, how much I enjoyed it. Uh, something kind of fucking weird dawned on me is three of three of my favorite movies this year were um, not American-made movies. You know, they were you have you have Godzilla minus one, Talk to Me, and When Evil Lurks. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, oh, there's like Argentina and Japan and Australia. Like, that have been a great year for foreign cinema. Yeah, because the movies that we're getting out here are garbage. You know, a lot of them are kind of shitty. Yeah, that was, you just said the quiet part out loud. No. It is, it's, it's yeah. true though, you know? And, you know, I think one of my favorite movies of the year that was an American film was um, The Creator. Yeah, it just came out on Amazon. I'm going to watch it this weekend. Very good movie. Yeah, but he's you know not he, Amazon. It's on Hulu. Sorry. Yeah, but he's he's a director that that does great things when given the chance to. So. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, but no, you're right. I know you were looking forward to that movie. I was. So I was I'm really yeah. You, yeah. I, I, I guess it's kind of like an ex. It's like a really high budget independent film. I guess you know is is what it was. It was very Blade Runner ish, and I, lo- I love those kinds of films. All right, well, I guess that that's it really for this episode. We hope you enjoy uh we hope you enjoy listening to it. We hope you enjoy your Christmas. And um yeah. We'll be back with a hey. top 10 of uh the year, even though Matt's already giving you 3. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him 3. Have a merry Have a merry Christmas everybody and uh a happy healthy new year and yeah, I'm looking forward to t- discussing all of our top 10s. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Yep. All right. Good fucking night. Good night. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. 
We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites, and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night.